SARS Commissioner Edward Kisweta confirms, at no stage was I approached by resident Ramaphosa or anyone on his behalf with any request related to his personal and or the business entities in question. In taking this exceptional step to disclose the tax status of the president with his written consent, SARS would also encourage other high-profile political office bearers and leaders in society to consider taking this proactive step as part of their commitment to transparency. This would go a long way towards building confidence in our country's institutions. To date, audits have been concluded without any adverse tax findings. SARS wishes to confirm that the taxpayers are compliant with their tax obligations to date. We're joined now by Mike Touche, who is a tax partner at Mazars. Mike, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John, and good afternoon to your listeners. It, it is unusual, but Sir Ramaphosa obviously thought, let's try and put this thing to bed. Let's give written consent for my tax affairs to be made public. Doesn't happen often. No, I think you're right. I think there, there was one challenge for uh, pres- the ex-president Jacob Zuma where uh, uh, information was wanted to be made available, which SARS opposed. So if you wind back a little bit, um, you know, SARS have, uh, are prohibited, as, as was said in the media statement, from disclosing a taxpayer's affairs to anybody other than the taxpayer or without their consent. And I think you're quite correct in observing that it is quite unusual for taxpayers to provide SARS with this consent to discuss their tax affairs with the general public. The question, and it's been clear to me already from interaction with the listeners, Mike, is that there are a lot of people who simply don't believe the SARS statement. They believe that there's still something funny going on. I mean, what kind of credibility do you think we should attach to a statement like this from SARS? Sure. John, I think, you know, under Kizueta, um SARS is really uh, a, uh, an organization that I, I think one can trust. I don't, I think some people may be possibly, or your listeners are possibly being a little bit cynical here. I think SARS, in my experience, have always upheld their secrecy provisions, um, and they've always held them sacrosanct, um, and they've always uh, tried to prevent anybody from trying to get information about taxpayers other than the taxpayer themselves. So, um, you know, if they're questioning whether um, the various entities and uh, President Ramaphosa are tax compliant, well, you know, generally, uh, that's also unusual. Our experience is that SARS will only provide a tax clearance to to, uh, a taxpayer if all of their taxes are up to date and all their um, amounts owing are paid for. So that would cover things like PAYE, VAT, income tax, um, you know, which but I mean, but, but Mike, obviously this this obviously this relates to the five hundred and eighty thousand dollars, which the Sudanese businessman says that he handed over, and that Sir Ramaphosa says he gave instructions to be put in the safe, and he was not aware that it was going to be put in furniture. Um, and and we had the um, the result of the promotion of access to information act application by John Steenhuisen of the DA, in which SARS said they had no record of the Sudanese businessman declaring that five hundred eighty thousand dollars in dollar paper money on arrival at OR Tambo International Airport. So do we assume then from this tax clearance statement from SARS? that Sir Ramaphosa would have declared that $580,000 as income? No, I don't think you can go that far. I think 
the, the two matters, whilst uh, this this particular statement um, by SARS is possibly linked to Parler Parler, there are two different actions happening here. The uh, Sudanese business person would have had to have disclosed that they were bringing in currency into the country via the customs um, system, whereas this is the income tax system where it's saying purely that the president and two of his companies are actually tax compliant. But, I mean, they can only be tax compliant if they report revenue to SARS. And this $580,000, according to Cyril Ramaphosa's version of events, was income, income for yeah. the sale of animals, um, not in his personal capacity, but via Ntaba and Yoni estate. So surely, in order to declare Ntaba and Yoni estate compliant with tax obligations to date, doesn't that imply that that was declared as income? possibly imply that. Um, I think one must just be cognizant of the fact that for a company, uh, you've got one year to file your tax return from your uh, your year end. So if it was a June 22 year end, they would only have to file their tra- uh, 23 year end or tax return at th- by 30 June 2023. Um, I'm not exactly, I can't recall exactly, well, that, that transaction happened quite a while back, yes. So it was in 2020. It, yeah. it was in 2020, that was. Yeah. That was Christmas yeah, Day, right. 2020. Correct, yeah. So uh, it, it is implying that um, the president possibly declared all that income. Um, and the fact that they go into quite a, lo- a lot of depth about the audit processes, um, that they may, may have even um, audited the, those, um, those tax returns. So, yeah, I think it, it is implying to a certain extent that uh, those those proceeds were declared as income in his tax returns. It's not stating it specifically, but I think you could correct it is implying it. Mike, thank you very much indeed. Mike Touche is a tax partner at Mazars.